you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we're from the otakuspirit.com website, where you can find all of our news, reviews, and coverage of new old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all the good jazz. And today, we're doing a review on Sound of the Sky, or Sora no Woto, which was a review, review copy that was sent to us by Nozomi Entertainment and Lucky Penny, and we thank them for sending us a copy of this so we can review it and watch it and well we watch it and then we review it <laughs> tell you all about it and then you decide from that point if that's something you want to check out but we got a blu-ray copy of it we had, we had a dvd already we never got around to watching it but then we got the blu-ray so it's like okay it's time to watch it got to sit down and watch it and here we Gee, are. which one would we prefer to watch blu-ray of course it to be on blu-ray now i watched it way back in i don't know when it was probably i don't know 2012 or something like that because I watched it on Crunchyroll because I had just got done watching K-On! And uh, was looking for something similar to that. And, of course, I heard a few people saying it's like K-On! with with bugles. And I was like, that's cool. I'm going to check that out. And then I found out that that was extremely somewhat right, but also not at all as fluffy and happy (laughs) in the long run. So uh, it was quite a shock, but uh, I was very happy that I watched it. I even did a written review of it, but it was one of my... first written reviews and so it probably looks like crap now and it's written terribly and i'm embarrassed to even know that it exists out there it's all right it's okay because now we have the definitive review because now chris is with us who has much better insights than me do i yeah i suck at insight <laughs> didn't you hear but yeah i was really really excited to get this one because like i said i really loved it back in the day and i wanted to give it another shot and um so here we are uh sound of the sky premiered back in winter of 2010 and ran for 12 episodes and then shortly after that when they released the blu-ray in japan they released in episode 7.5 and in episode 13 which i'd have not watched either of those two before we got this blu-ray because thankfully this blu-ray has them so technically this blu-ray has 14 episodes total um, because it does include all that kind of stuff but they do still have the dvd available so you can check that out it is sub only so keep that in mind um, it was done by Studio A1 Pictures. The source is an original. Uh, the genres are military, sci-fi, music, and slice of life. Uh, so getting down to the story, what is Sound of the Sky that everybody's asking right now? Oh, well, this one takes place in... It kind of gives hints to the idea of this being somewhat in the near future, so to speak. It is kind of a real-world setting, but it's after what seems like endless wars. A girl named Kanata is just been uh, sent to the 1121 or 1,121 squad or 1121th squad. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's got a TH in there, so it makes it really weird. At the Clock Tower Fortress in near Seizi. I think it's it's pronounced Seizi, I think. Uh, But anyways, when she arrives there, uh, she's a fresh recruit, very, very green. Um, She's told to report to the Clock Tower uh, quickly gets lost because, as we found watching the show, she's kind of like one of those characters that goes, ooh, ball, and then runs off a random direction. See, and that's why that's why I would be a horrible reviewer, because that's 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 me. I, I sit, sit here and see, ooh, cute girl. As you as you make the point by the fact that you just ran off on a tangent while I'm doing this. Exactly. Okay, cute gotcha. girl. <laughs> but anyways. Well, Over here. <laughs> yeah. Later on, he, he runs into Rio, who is uh, one of the leads in there, and uh, shortly later joins the rest of the squad within the clock tower. Uh, Rio is one of the members of the squad, and she is uh, a she plays a trumpet, 
And so she quickly becomes Kanata's uh, senpai because Kanata is just learning the bugle, as we find out really quickly in the first episode, as she plays very terribly. <laughs> um, so she's learning through her. Uh, they are led by Felicia, who um, is kind of has a, a very tragic background to her, uh, but she kind of turns out to be kind of like the mother figure of the team. Uh, Kuraha, who is quickly labeled as a Sunday character because uh, she's upset of the arrival of Kanata, doesn't want to accept Kanata, and uh, has a very huge admiration for Ryo. And then finally, their mechanic, which is named Noelle. And Noelle is kind of a silent girl. She keeps to herself, um, but she's very, very dedicated and very, very smart in trying to rebuild this Takimi Kazuchi, which is this kind of one of the equipments that they used in the old era, as they call it, of war, which is kind of a tank mecha thing. It's like a, it's a spider tank, pretty much. But it's destroyed, and she's trying to rebuild it. Um, so yeah, we've joined Kanata as she is learning about the uh, 1121st squad <laughs> and um, the town of Sezi, the legend of that is actually present at the town of Sezi as she quickly learns that they have a, um, a festival when she first arrives where they douse uh, people with uh, colored water and uh, they prance a maiden through the middle of the, the town before... Uh, finishing the, the festival itself. Uh, and the, and the, the legend basically covers this um, where basically a demon appears, these maidens try to stop the, or are kidnapped by the demon. Uh, they somehow manage to cut off the demon's head, but it starts spewing out flames, and then the maidens take turns trying to hug the head to extinguish the flames, and the townspeople douse them with water. And, of course, later on we found there's little differences to that story and what's the, the whole story behind it and all that kind of stuff. In the broader sense, scope of the of the world itself, we find out that uh, Kanata and the rest of the, the squad are part of the Helvetia kingdom. And they're at a bordering temple watching out for the arrival of possibly the Roman uh, team or the Roman Empire, which is beyond the border in what they call the no man's land, which is like this desert area that seems to have no life. So, yeah, I think I covered everything, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot to this story. It's one of those. It's one of those really quick uh, one core shows, but I'm really surprised at exactly how much they have invested within the story itself. I think one of my the main reasons why I love this series so much is because you do have such a short period of time to tell a story. And it does seem like it's a very fluffy story at first, but in all sense, every single character has backstory to them. They have uh, really well-designed characters. Rio, you find out she has a history to her, her connections to Kanata. Uh, Felicia, her kind of backstory of this really tragic event that she goes through with the war. Uh, Kuraha and her kind of ambitions and her... Uh, Love for like this guy named Kraus who kind of delivers uh, mails to them, whatnot. Uh, Noelle, her story was just really, really impactful. So each one of these characters, while at surface value, are just kind of typical characters. They're cute, they're bubbly, but they each one of them have. Besides Kura, <laughs> she's not very bubbly at first at face value. They all have their stories, and getting into each one of them in such a short period of time was was quite a feat for them to tackle. And they, I think, they managed to pull it off really well. This show is adorable, as as you can obviously tell. Um, but 
one of the uh, there's a few cool things that I found in there. I, I did like the overall uh, the 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 background kind of story that they kind of had, especially the one for the 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 flame maidens. The flame maidens were wonderful and such a cool little treat that they had in here as a nice little nugget for uh, kind of a um, finishing off the entire story for you. Um, I loved how down to earth and and just very touching each one of the stories were that they kind of went through as they uh went through the show um especially some of the uh more character uh building moments when when they would meet the orphans and get into kind of the orphan stories or kind of their little hidden way that they make money uh to to take care of themselves just a lot of little neat little nuggets of, of character uh, depth in each one of these situations. I really, really, truly, um, I really, really liked the fact that they the the loyalty to the to the girls that the the town has and that how the town kind of works with the loyalty of the uh, uh, shows a special loyalty to the town, um, the characters and how they they see through the 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 kind of the. The war per se. I know that this is kind of in a timid peace between the 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 factions, but it, them being able to see through bad situations and see the light in each situation was really kind of refreshing. I really really liked this about this this story. Um, well, it it kind of lends itself to the overall why I like it so much. Is like I said, I came into it thinking. Kion with bugles, so I was expecting. Okay, we'd introduced, and it's funny because at the at the first point of the story when they when they first start having all the characters, all the of that uh, platoon kind of interact, uh, I think it was Kiraha points out the idea of like you think that we're just a joke, don't you? We were supposed to get, I think they were supposed to get a uh, communications person or something like that, and she was upset and she was trying to. It was almost like she was trying to convince herself that they aren't just some bunch of lazy people that there's a reason why they're supposed to be there but then it kind of devolves back and you kind of see them having fun you're going wow yeah they're just kind of a group of girls that are it's cute girls doing cute things but then it pulls it back again it goes into well we need to make sure that we do this with the the locals to to kind of make that connection with them and it's okay here's the sensors out here and there's actually a purpose for the sensors out here there is a war that is constantly going they keep Hardik being on the idea of don't you realize that technically the world is slowly dying? What is the point? All those kind of things are constantly talking in the background, and you're kind of going, well, there's kind of a serious tone to this. It's not just cute girls doing cute things. And then it, like, probably halfway through this, the core itself, it starts getting really heavy with each, with each of the characters' backstories. And it was... It's almost to the point where I can even put in our warning section of, like, it being having, uh, you know, war violence and stuff like that, because it does get pretty dark. So just keep that in mind going into it. Um, and then it kind of just builds up to what I thought was a very good ending. Because something like this just doesn't seem like it's going to have either an ending with impact or an ending that has any kind of significance to it. And it had an ending that really well wrapped it up. I was glad that we had the 13 episode because I never got to watch that before. And that was a really nice... Uh, because I, I the only thing I would probably give a negative to it is that, that technically that episode 12 felt really rushed it's it's like it just went 60 miles an hour at some point and it was trying to get through this ending not that it was ruined by that it was just you kind of felt that it was kind of moving at a fast pace it wrapped it up really quickly 
and then not have that 13 episode to go with it. Technically, back when I watched it, then it was like, wow, that was kind of, it was just okay, ending, but ah, and it's done. Well, the 13 episodes where it kind of says, okay, let's six, and it kind of sucks too because it's like that 13 episode kind of goes, hey, there's technically a next day, and there's some other goal that I want to, you know, certain characters want to go towards, and I'm going, wow, now I want like. Is it? Uh, that's what I'm checking. It was this was this original or does this have a manga that it, that continues on? Because I would love to see this kind of continue on. So it, it was kind of a a great thing to see that there's there's a tomorrow kind of thing, but there's also that element of wow, now I want more kind of thing. Not not a manga dump kind of ending, it, but a wow, there's something else we can do with this story outside of what this was encompassed as. Well, it, it, it's odd because it, even when we, when, when we got to the episode 13, you had mentioned, well, n- now we get to go to episode 13. I haven't seen this or something like that. And I'm like, that was the ending. And I, when I said that, I, 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 I felt like even myself, I, I know that that sounds like something that it would be a bad thing. No, it was a very, very compact, um, complete, story it just it was one of those things that i the best way i can describe it is i felt like i wanted to continue on i i it wasn't a it was like we complain about the manga bait like andrew was saying this is not a manga bait type ending it it is an ending that you feel like it, it you should naturally go to the next step and you're you're kind of surprised oh this is the end i wasn't expecting that so it, in in one one sense of it, it's a great ending and in another sense it's 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 an odd ending you you do feel like you naturally want to see the next next logical step does that make sense yeah but i also want to make sure it kind of it, it is it is an encompassed story the one through 12 it's just the episode 13 is kind of like one of those it's it's, it's kind of like we story we, thing. we we conquered this this continent and hey what do you think about jumping on a ship and going somewhere else it's like it, that has nothing to do with this original story it's just a wow we can we can go further with this if you wanted to it's kind of one of those things yeah it's i don't i don't have any unanswered questions really it's just a there is questions you could create if you went on this journey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, then you, I, I guess I should probably get it out there. When I watched the original, when I watched it on Crunchyroll a long time ago, uh, this show was one of those few shows that got tears out of me. And I wasn't really, I was really waiting for that, that ending point to see if it was going to do it again for me. <laughs> and I told Chris at some point, I'm like, I'm just waiting for the 12th episode to see if it's going to make me cry again. And I, I forgot about this part and this part that's dragging tears out of me. Uh, yeah, there was a couple moments before the the ending that definitely hit me pretty hard. The forgiveness hard. part was like <laughs> punch, punch, KO, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I thought the 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 orphanage was was pretty. That 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 hit me pretty hard too. So. It just it just has so many beautiful moments, and we're, I'm not talking like cry as in you know uh, tragedy necessarily. It's just cry because of emotional. There's a lot of emotional points in this show. And for it to drag those out of me, even after a second watch through, was like, wow, this this just tells me something that I can actually feel that impact even the second time around. It's just a great story. I think one of the greatest things about this is, um, and it was something I really kind of highlighted in my written review, was this idea of, I love that there's one element of the story that is 
and it's it's usually told through the ba- the the flashbacks and as they kind of explore the certain character that's in their in their history there this idea of um this certain song being a breaks cultural boundaries that no matter what where you're from where your origins are there's like this this melody that or just the concept of music itself is so culturally uh cultural boundary breaking and i love that element and that was why the ending was so impactful to me it was like that moment of like everybody kind of understands and it hit me so hard and it's a beautiful song so it's just those things kind of meld together plus like i said the the a lot of the emotional stories they kind of tell the forgiveness story was uh definitely really well put together and yeah love it Agree. <laughs> but yeah I, I like the i also like the orphans i definitely love uh michio's story definitely think yumia is still or yumina is still best girl she's just way too pure <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Mich- Michio's story was definitely fantastic. I think the orphans are a great thing because you were talking about earlier this idea of um, you know the the having the two sides and them kind of being in the middle and having this town and the connections they make with the the townspeople and the the orphans were one of those one things where you kind of have that element. Everybody seems to have lost something because it's as they kind of point out, the war has been going on for so long and they have this age of old that they kind of talk about, the old technologies, the old wars, but there is still fresh enough that a lot of the characters were involved in it. Definitely Felicia, you kind of see her in her story. She was definitely involved with it. Uh, Noelle was definitely involved with it. And they have this whole element of those those wounds still being present even at this current time. And the orphans were definitely a case of that because they were technically orphans of the war. And to have that kind of first uh, experience, especially with Kanata kind of running into like Seiya and Seiya and Seiya being, you know, your your soldiers are pretty much what took my my father away from me. Or I think it was his father's parents, technically, mm-hmm. is one of those things where it kind of hits hard, and then it kind of moves on from there to uh, have you know you have like that boundary that they have to get past, but it's really well told, really well, and I I love where it kind of gets to. And I love that. <laughs> I love a certain later part with a, a, a one of those little um, prayer tablets and what was put on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely, definitely a lot of great stuff in here. A lot of well, great I, things. I thought it was also kind of cool was that a certain other character ended up being the kind of key that broke through his his shell. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, the shell broke the shell. <laughs> I like uh, a couple of themes I loved in this one is definitely, like I said, uh, th- this idea of the this world dying and finding joy in it. Um, like I said earlier, I-, I love the fact that you have technically most of the platoon has something in them that is kind of broken and ha- kind of bring in this character, Kanata, who is kind of more – she has she's looking forward. She doesn't have dreams or aspirations. She just wants to learn the, the bugle. And I love how she kind of manages to break each one of them out of their, their, uh, their shells and – kind of i guess un- undo the wounds that way they can heal kind of thing unwrap the wounds so that they can they can get air and, and heal i enjoy the the elements of ptsd they kind of have in there the war crimes uh like i mentioned earlier the the element of forgiveness the orphans of war all those kind of elements just make this story out to be a really fantastic one it looks really good too i, I think that was one of the things that i was drawn to it immediately when I was told to watch this after watching K-On. Again, not necessarily a good <laughs> comparison between the two of them, but I went with it, and I'm glad I did. Um, is It looks very it looks very Kiwani. And not to say the entire thing looks like that, because there's, there's certain points where the show doesn't look that great. 
But for the most part, the character designs, especially when they're close up, they just look very well put together. I love the character designs. They look very happy. They're very animated. Um, so it visually looks really good. Just There's a certain points where they're far away that they kind of get a little wonky, but not too much to make it uh, uh, peg down, in my opinion. And then there's the the Robo CGI tanks, which doesn't look too bad. But uh, And for somebody like me who is really angry about CGI, I lived through it, so it's not that bad. That's a good sign when Andrew's okay with it. Okay. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> Anything else we really got to cover on this one? Not really. It 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 like like I said. It, it it's a it's a lot of fun straight through. Um, I a lot of heartwarming moments to kick it off and a, a good solid ending for the the end. I don't know what else we could. I never kind of got into any of it, but there's a lot of funny moments in the show too. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I'm talking too much about the serious moments and the cute moments, but yeah, it's just a lot of. Really hilarious moments, and I was I was waiting desperately for the uh, telephone episode for some reason. <laughs> it just and it was so bad because we finally got to the telephone episode, and I'm like, now I feel really bad that I was waiting for this one for comedy reasons. I just felt bad for the girl. It's just, oh man, that's just too wrong. And you had a problem with the the sisters' affairs are unusual, but you were waiting for that 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 telephone episode, Andrew. Well, sister's affair is unusual. Was <laughs> wrong for many other reasons. I didn't wasn't too drawn away from the fact that she had to go to the bathroom every two seconds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot of lot of really funny moments in it. I got a, I got a huge kick out of it. So it, it's it's got a great combination of the the three elements of drama, character. Oh my gosh! Just... You totally totally put that down there. <laughs> what? Why did you have the girl that gets? Caught by every shiny driving a car. <laughs> yeah, ball girl car- driving. Yeah, why would the hell would they let her drive? Anywho, that's 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 sound of the sky. Again, we got this review copy from Nosy Entertainment. We got the Blu-ray copy of it. Looks great. Had a lot of fun watching. We thank them for giving us a review copy to check it out, and so we can tell you guys about it. So if it sounds interesting to you guys, definitely check it out. Why um, wouldn't it be interesting to you? Go watch it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah. We're from the TalkingSpirit.com website. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new little animes, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good jazz. Do you want to talk a little bit of spoilerness at the end? It's up to you. I mean, it really, the only things would be the Flame Maidens. Well, there's, a, there's a few things. We'll, 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 we'll do some spoiler talk. So if you want to, if you've watched the show, you want to check out our uh, spoiler talk. Definitely listen after the music. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention that opening with Kyle Fania. Loved it. Yep. Totally forgot to mention that. We thank you guys for uh, listening, and you'll take care.
Yeah, I, I guess I, to, get, to get in the spoiler discussion, again, if you have not watched Sound of the Sky, definitely uh, pause us or turn us off at this point. The, the, the thing that I was really hitting on with the element of there being more with the ending was really just the idea of they had the self-contained story of them between these two borders and the uh, the fight that was kind of brewing up and their eventual stopping of that fight. But it was really, th- that was closed at episode 12, like I said. And then to get episode 13 on the Blu-ray was like, oh, wow, this is kind of opening it up because they're really hitting heavily on the world's dying. And this he she went to no man's land and there was Rome, the, the Roman Empire there and they're basically, their land is dead. And that's why they wanted to get out of there. And her talking about, here's this map and there's all these places that we can go to. And it was like, oh my gosh, there's, I mean, I want to see a series of Kanata and Ryo jumping in a, a balloon and flying off into some other area and seeing if there's any kind of life in that, in that, that, that world left. I agree. I, there was something about the idea of, in a way, I kind of wanted to know what was going on on the outside No Man's Land. And I just figured it would get eventually covered. And then you kind of didn't get that at the end. And that was kind of my... Oh, that was the ending <laughs> moment. I, I wasn't expecting it. But at the same time, it wasn't something that I necessarily had to have. Now, having it in the 13th episode where they were saying, we're going to go and explore. Yeah, I agree. That would be such such a fun little story to have, you know, the adventures of Rio and Kanata and... Well, naturally, the other three would come just because. <laughs> Kura, Kura is not going to let Rio Senpai go, and Noelle's probably going to have to pilot it, and Felicia's like, well, I might as well come along anyways. <laughs> it would be such a fun show. Um, but no, uh, what did you feel with the the, the Flame Maidens? I, I thought that was such a cool, um, in a way, it was a wraparound type thing, uh, taking the story from the beginning. They twisted it a little bit to make it fit, um, a lot better. I loved the way that they the the um, the Romans version was was a lot more fitting and made a lot more sense to their their uh, their uh, the festival in general. The festival. I was I was their rituals is what I was thinking of. Their rituals and festival. It was an, we were asking for forgiveness, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, we set you on fire. Sorry. <laughs> and the, and and to have the Roman uh, version of the story, it made so much more sense. And then. To wrap it into um, their their ending, which was so cool, I loved it. It, it was just such a neat little. Um, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It was such a nice little icing on the top that just made that ending. It it, it made it just just finalize out everything that I. It was, was something about the idea that it was going to be the head was the the death of that was going to be the trigger for a war between the gods and the people or something like that and they took the head which was technically the symbolism of uh, Aisha and that they they ran off with the tank and they arrived there and used the horn to stop the war or the the demon gave them the horn so that they can use it uh, to stop the war or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was such a cool. It, it was such a cool little tying the bow on 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 the the whole package. Um, the I, thing is, the the thing that makes me question though is, and, that, and this really goes into the element of the world itself. And I guess technically, if I have to give the the story at all any faults, but at the same time, it's one of those cool things of like, do I really need to know this in order to enjoy this? No, technically not. But there is an element there of like, yeah, you. I do kind of want to dig into this. Why is there technically this gigantic skeleton down there? Yeah. 
What is was now, it? Was it that mankind was in a war? And yes, for sure, the gods came down to punish mankind, and this all really did happen because there's the bones down there. Was I mean they get in this whole there's theory crafting online of like crazy where people will get into this idea of you know the apocalypse, this being coming down, the destruction that it caused, and and yeah, mankind possibly fighting it off with these these tanks and the technology that they built. Yeah, that was that was something I I wasn't sure if I really wanted to bring it up as because if I say there was a plot hole involving the skeleton under the water, it kind of implies something that that's not really there for the show. It's not really it, do you feel like it's a plot? No, not really because it's tied up with the story, especially with the girls, but it's not really a plot hole in the in the respect of a plot hole is just something that they put there and they never explain it. Well, no, technically they did explain it. It's just it's not it's not in the forefront. It's kind of a part of the it's the, lore. the setting. Yeah, it's the, the 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 basis for that story for this story in its present time was to be this 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 tale that they told and and you don't know if it's true or not. It's just this legend. And yeah, technically that legend ended up mirroring along with these girls becoming technically a modern day of equivalent of these maidens. That was its whole purpose. We didn't need to dive into exactly what happened or what was true and what wasn't true. It was just the fact that this legend kind of reexisted now. Yeah. It it doesn't it do, isn't the telling of what happened technically back then isn't significant to tell this story. All right. In no way is it going to break it. In no way is it going to cripple it. It was just a legend. So, yeah. And again, like I said, I would love to get into that. I would love to see more of the world. But that's the same with any story, technically. Mm -hmm. I, guess that's, I guess that's one of the things we can get into when we have a discussion on the idea of, of storytelling and telling too much or telling too little is this idea of if you spend too much time, yeah, technically any anime I could say, but I would love to see what happens on the other side of the world right now. They're not telling me that. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it works for everything. But uh, in this particular case, I think it was, it's one of those things where, yeah, I would love to hear about it. Does it require? No. It was still a fantastic story, even without it. So, Can I gush on my orphan girl? Sure. My my freckles, such a wonderful story. The I almost uh, wanted to troll him by saying, "Are you really going to? Are you really going to do this with another freckles characters? Just you wait." Because every time he likes evil. freckles characters, that they been die. Evil. <laughs> and he'd be waiting for her to die. I I was half expecting to end up in this show somebody pa passing away. It was it was driving me nuts. I was like, okay, this story cannot. I I, I so <laughs> thought originally that Aisha was going to die. I was actually expect no, I was expecting Aisha to live. I was actually expecting like half of the crew to die, except for like and and Kana to be the last one to s sacrifice herself for Kuraha. Was it helping because that I was saying that I was <laughs> that I was bawled my eyes out the first time I watched this on yes. the last episode? So you're like, wow, they're going the. There's this war brewing up, and Andrew's talking about how he sobbed. Well, no, he said he said he said he cried, and he thought it was a uh, a satisfying ending. And so I was ha half expecting, okay, Andrew is the only one who, things things have to get real dark before he's satisfied with something. <laughs> but no, I I adored the, the, the Yumina uh, uh, Mashino, or Mishino, uh, it, Mishino, uh, her, uh, 
her uh, looking for the the box. Michio, it yeah. was it was such a it, it started out as a real big mis- misunderstanding. Um, going out to hunt for the box, and then this kind of tying it up to um, the the reason she wouldn't allow her to comb her hair was because she wanted to make sure she had this box as as a symbol of you are something that is so important to me that you deserve this to um, to take care of me. And it was such a great scene. I loved it. I that literally had me in tears through this entire show. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that one is definitely the the, the forgiveness one. I, I loved. I wasn't so in love with the fact that Noel ends up being this character who was like as a child, this brain genius child that caused with that created this. Uh, what was it called the Invisible Shinigami or something like that? I ca- I kind of got the impression and, that she was going to be an a- assassin, and then they turned it around to where she was an evil genius that fixed something. I was like, well, okay, that was an interesting surprise. Yeah, she was she was used to her brain used to basically create this. She was called the Hel- Hel- Helvetian witch, and she yeah. created the Invisible Re- Reaper. And it was really great to have this moment where you do have her kind of relapsing. She's remembering the fact that she did cause this massacre of the Romans, and then to bring Aisha in, Aisha technically recognizes her, and you have that whole moment of her just like really really panicking over that. But I love how Aisha kind of just turns around and says, you know, obviously you, I see that this you're you're troubled over this. I forgive you kind of thing. It was like that really, ow, just punched me in the face. I forgot that this was in the show. <laughs> that was the one that I knew. Th- I knew that I remembered Aisha. I remember that they had this this captive that they were deciding if they were going to turn her in or not. But I totally had forgotten about Aisha and and the the scene between Aisha and Noel and that kind of connection. I, I completely forgot most of Noel's story uh, from my first time watching it, but this time, yeah, it's definitely one of the most powerful points of it. I loved Felicia's story because I loved that she was kind of the parallel to the world's kind of dying. You've lost everything. You're the only survivor. I, I love that the, the ghost that was speaking to her was like, I'm sorry that us from the previous era failed to stop this war and now you're having to fight it. That stuff was really, really great as well. So, well, going going back to the Noel thing, I I I like the fact when when I say the whole assassin thing, I like the fact that she came off as the smart character, and and it's so easy for a a writer to automatically kind of fall into well, she her dark past is that she killed lots of people, but they never really it's kind of implied that she's an assassin or something like that, but instead. They were actually very, very consistent in she's super smart. She fixes a lot of stuff. And then when they tied in her dark past, it was tied into the fact that she was smart. She made something that did something bad. And people and, used and it she for took, bad. Yeah, and she took that on herself, even though, yeah, theoretically, she wasn't really in uh, at fault for it. And, and, and one of her early uh, discussions with Kanata was, I, and I loved the way that he, how that fits in with the later part where it's all explained. But she says, well, do, uh, do you think that a, a machine is necessarily evil? It, does the machine itself, does that become evil? If you fix something and it's and it's used for evil, is that technique? She was asking, is, is that on me? Do you think that's on me? Or and and no, she wasn't saying it flat out that way. But I loved that there was that moment of Kanata saying, 
No, the the machine is not what's evil. The machine itself is is it's whoever uses that is the one that's evil. Yeah, she was saying that. Well, I can play it, earlier. It was playing some really really beautiful music, and everybody mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Kind of thing. It's like it's it's whatever you input into the thing is what's going to happen. So it's not necessarily that's a bad thing. She said it was intimidating, <laughs> technically, but no. When she played the music on it, it became something that she got a lot of joy out of. So it works out that way. A lot of good stuff. Rio's story, we haven't even really touched on her at all, and we really couldn't talk about her at all during the review because technically her story is pretty much the through uh, plot line for most of the thing. It's it's the fact that she is the this kind of half-blooded royalty and her connections to Ilya and all that kind of stuff. I liked her story with the, the distrust for the church. I thought that was really well put together. I enjoyed how she kind of slowly gradually accepted the people of the church and what they were doing and accepting their uh accepting their help when Kanata was in trouble and her fears and what happened with her mother was one of her her misgivings for that definitely great stuff as well i can go on and on and on because <laughs> we've covered most of it anyways i did get a kick at, i and and it's 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 not one of the better or the the stronger stories but i loved the 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 um the old lady and the the in the in the woods, I liked the the uh, the glassmaker and his quote unquote ex wife. I don't know if they technically ever really divorced or if they just split up, but it was a great little story that created I Maria. Came from this. <laughs> I came from them. That, I got. I came from that. Like yeah, oh. we get it. We get it. We get it. You don't have to keep pointing it out. Oh, I made all these little notes, and like usual, I won't even use any single one of them. It's nice. It's nice to kind of embed a lot of the stories in my head by just doing that stuff, so it works out. Uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. A little and ball girl, girl driving. Yeah, I, like I said, a note for ball girl driving. She should never have been driving. <laughs> I was like, Yamina, why are you doing that? Best girl, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt, Miss. Best girl should not be in that car with them. I like. I like the the translation job with with Aisha. It's like what she she said something like you're you're blasphemous uh, your religion's blasphemous or something like that. She's like what did she say something nice or something like that. It's just a great nice greeting. That's not greeting. Yes. Good times though. We definitely definitely was awesome. So yeah, that's it. We can say goodbye. Sure. Thank you for listening. Later. Oh, 